I missed you guys so much. Hi guys. Hi my purpose posse. I hope you guys are well. I wish you guys are well. It is my wish that you guys are okay. Welcome back to another episode of Diary of a God Black Woman. We are at episode 8 and we are closing out this season uh, real soon. We're going to close out at episode 10. So we're at episode 8 and I don't want to go. I miss you guys. But I promise I won't take too long to come back with season 2. But uh I really love you guys. I really appreciate you guys. I want to tell you guys thank you so much for the support. Thank you for being here. And we're going to have a really cool discussion right now. So I hope you guys are ready. <laughs> In this episode, I'm going to be talking about soul care. I'm going to talk about doing and or maintaining a spiritual detox. So I'm going to go ahead and name this episode Spiritual Detox. Yeah, I decided to do this recording and talk about this topic after releasing episode seven titled Let's Talk Sex. And a friend of mine, a lot of persons reached out to me, but this specific person, he isn't a born again believer. Uh, We were talking a bit and he was giving me feedback and he asked me a question that kind of went into a conversation. He wanted more insight on soul ties. And in the midst of the conversation, I remember mentioning how Christians go through or should go through a process of deliverance. He wanted to know how a non-Christian, like someone who wasn't born again, would approach deliverance, how they'd approach cleansing themselves spiritually. So that led me to share on a spiritual detox right across the board uh, for born again Christians, as you'd say, or non-Christians, as we'd say. First and foremost, I have to absolutely throw this disclaimer out there. The best, uh, the most thorough cleansing comes through the Savior, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, now, I need you guys to remember that, so please re- please remember that. What I will share, it, it can never really take the place of being cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You just cannot substitute the blood of Jesus Christ. However, these things can help you to, you know, maintain a pure inner and outer atmosphere and helps to maintain that detox, that cleanse after being water baptized and accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So what exactly do I dub a spiritual detox? Okay, let's break it down. Let's tackle detox first. Okay, let's let's tackle detox first in this uh, episode title we use detox as a noun and as a noun it means a process or period of time in which one abstains from or rids the body of toxic or unhealthy substances now let's tackle the word spiritual which we used as an adjective in this episode title and as an adjective it means relating to or affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to physical things so it's the inner mystic intangible the total opposite of the physical world get it got it great good the first thing i want to dive into as we go into the topic of spiritual detoxing is why why do we need a spiritual detox i mean based on the uh the definition I gave for each word used in the title that would have answered this question if you missed it let's go ahead and explain the spiritual aspect of your being is your inner self 
It's the part of you that connects you to God. It is what uh, is of God and you can't touch it with your physical hands. We were beautifully put together by God and there are three parts that make us up. The first part is our body. The second part is our soul. And the third part is our spirit. Now, I'm going to go to Bible. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That right there is just beautiful. <laughs> so clearly, the dust of the ground formed our bodies. The breath of life that God has given us is indeed our spirit, and we became a living soul. So the spiritual aspect of our being, of your being, is what connects us or connects you to God. So don't we want to take care of that? Of course we do. Someone may ask, but if it's from God, Candy, or if it's from God, Kadia, why do we need to detox it? It's not dirty. Isn't God pure? You're right. You are right. God is pure and he is blameless. But we know we are humans. We were born in sin. We live in a dirty world and we have a soul. And that soul is the epicenter of our like our will, our desires, our, per- our personalities, our minds. And of course, our body is just the vehicle that's driving us around and doing whatever we want it to do. <laughs> but because we're in a tangible physical world, and remember I said the spirit is intangible and it's unworldly, it's mystic. Because of that, we can mess things up. We can mess with things, we can touch things, we can be involved with things, with people uh, in this physical world and that can have an effect on our spirit. It can taint our spirits. How can we taint our spirits? Okay, put your seatbelts on. I'm about to go in a bit wide on this. I don't know if y'all ready. <laughs> All right, y'all ready? I'm gonna highlight some stuff y'all probably didn't even take into consideration or, you know, I may miss a few things, but I don't know. I'm gonna try to cover the essentials, I'd say. Uh, but there's always room to learn more. So share with me if you know <laughs> what you know, just share it with me. Nonetheless, uh, we can take the spirit by things we say. Mm-hmm. Yep, we can. We got to be careful about what we say, what comes out of our mouth, what we say about others and what we say about ourselves, whether we think we, you know, we want to say it's a joke. Some jokes are stupid and yourself doesn't know that it's a joke. It will take those words seriously and it will release uh, an energy into the world as if it's agreeing or manifesting uh, what you just jokingly (laughs) professed about yourself or someone else. You know, like jokingly saying, I'm a dummy. Yeah, it, it, uh, it wasn't serious, you know, but you just unintentionally created your reality. So shut up sometimes. (laughs) Shut up sometimes. But on a serious note, things we watch, uh, things we listen to, and a whole lot of things uh, we got to be careful about. We just got to be careful. So let me just go in all M right now. Mm -hmm. But first, someone may ask, how often should I do a spiritual detox, Kadia? For me personally, I do it daily. 
remember we sin daily and find ourselves in mess daily or whatever i don't believe in the whole once a month every six months every year to do a spiritual detox this is something i believe we should exercise daily because i think our spirit can be in arrears and we don't want that so it's better to keep up with what's happening in us and around us keep things in check nip it in the bud immediately and sort it out and continue to live like that on repeat because for me and my house we gonna do it daily <laughs> i need it we need it because we're human for example i be on the road and i hear this song on, on this nice beat the lyrics ain't even lyrics i should be listening to and it's like i start jamming and i come home i search that song on youtube or wherever and i'm there enjoying it and immediately or shortly after i i can feel this difference like it's doing or it did something to me spiritually i have to go to god like abba for really come home, I listen to that song here, but I need it in my midst right now. I need a cleanse. It's true. You know, I keep it 100. It's true. Listen, y'all, music is powerful. It's powerful. So when I listen to crap, uh, whether I go listen to crap intentionally or I overhear it, I gotta go sort myself out. These songs got you praying and they're stuck in your head. You gotta be starting over your prayer because you're praying and you're hearing XOXO, my love is very in your head and it ain't safe. So we're gonna get into the meat of the matter right now and I want you guys to use this moment to do two things. Share this episode if you can and grab your notepad real quick. Grab your pen. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Run, 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 run. Mm-hmm. Everyone back? Awesome sauce. Now, like I said, I ain't trying to approach this uh, really from a Christian kind of standpoint. Meaning I want to speak on this topic uh, widely or broadly. So a quote-unquote Christian and quote-unquote non-Christian can apply to their lives Uh, But one more time, I'm going to say, nothing can replace the cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. Awesome. So number one, I want to list this first because we're an advanced generation that loves technology and all. So I'm going to list this first. Number one is social media. We see, we hear, we read, we post so much on social media and we got to be careful. It's just the truth because it's easy for us to get caught up we'll really get into it because you know we enjoy the jokes the memes the mix-up yeah it's refreshing and it gives a good laugh at times and you know we want to connect with people but the very thing we love or spend so much time doing can become a portal to our own spiritual demise we don't want to roll over in bed in the mornings and be logging into social media nah you log out of whichever so you log out of whichever social app and five minutes later or less you're logging back in nah that says a lot and let me say this not because you have a social media account and you don't really post means you're escaping this Mm-mm, you're not escape it you can be on the socials and don't post a lot but you be in everybody's business and be on every toxic post etc so you still need to check yourself I'm not saying that having or using a social media is bad. But may I say, put some management on it. Monitor it. Really monitor yourself and your activity. If you're doing too much of what I listed earlier, check yourself. This is uh, one of the steps you can or should 
exercise to start and maintain a spiritual detox. You can opt for a social media break sometimes. And if uh, based on what you do, you have to maintain a presence on the socials, just manage yourself and your time. Set boundaries between what hours you go on, what content do you look at, and ensure when you go on to do something, you do go on and do it and get off. Learn to balance yourself and not get too caught up. And I know it's not easy, but what I know as well is that it's doable. So go find something to do. Something better at least. Stop stalk people, stop watch people. Go and find something better to do. Get off social media for a bit or just be strategic with whatever you're doing on the socials, you know. The pages with the beef and the 411 ain't contributing to your spiritual health. So... Be careful, my darlings. Be careful. The socials can also cause you to want to emulate something that ain't even real. It has happened to me. Because y'all know I'm going to be honest. I don't remember seeing couples and thinking they're perfect. But I remember seeing females and thought they're perfect and they are flawless. And I got a bit in my feelings. Imagine that. Getting on my feelings and vexed with God because of how he made me. Because me see where him gets somebody else. Yeah, wanting to tailor my life. And it, I know it happens with you guys sometimes, wanting to tailor your life and yourself to match up with their facade, giving yourself unreasonable timelines to achieve some things. You know, careful with the socials, people. So if that's happening to you, I'd strongly, 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 like a cup of strong sorcity, I'd strongly suggest to break a bit from the socials. Yeah, maybe give social media a little break or some more management on it. So without delay, we are going into number two. And uh, for number two, we have food. (laughs) Yeah, I want to touch on, you know, the unconventional things, the things we probably wouldn't count or consider when venturing on a spiritual detox. So you might say, Kadia, what do you mean food? Wait up. (laughs) No, you wait up. (laughs) The principle of... Uh, spiritual care is deeper than we think we may never truly grasp it in its entirety a lot of things we think don't affect us deeply inwardly it does uh now shall we resume (laughs) so can you relate to how food and even drinks on a whole have a certain effect on you like some foods are dubbed mood boosters for example bananas uh, chocolate ice cream evil wine wine makes me feel sexy <laughs> wine can make you feel sexy but you're out of the blue you just feel sexy so we can see where food does or can shift our mood or attitude or energy and another word for energy is vibe and your vibe is basically your aura where does your aura come from or spirit i refuse to believe that you know things we do this thing we do sorry this thing we do where we pick up on people's vibe or energy without them even saying a word is a gift from uh, for our bodies or our souls. Mm-mm. I think that's divine. The same way we think of someone and they show up or we think of someone they text or they call. And I'm not talking about soul ties right now. But outside of that, outside of soul ties, that is divine. Like we're connected. What part of us is, is of divinity? Which part are we connected to God? Which part are we connect each other? The breath that is in us. The spirit. The spirit of God or spirit. Which is why when we die, God take back in things in spirit. Got it? Good. 
so it is important to be mindful of what we put into our bodies because it affects our physical and spiritual health so how about trying to change your diet a bit we can try that right uh by the way remember to take notes people remember to take notes so number one was social media now we're at number two which is food so i implore you guys to revisit your diet uh your food intake lifestyle eating habits i would definitely recommend going for the foods that are less processed and are in their most natural state those are the best Mm-hmm. those are the best you know your vegetables your your fruits your meat well not every meat for me <laughs> but yeah your grains legumes your nuts and seeds really try to eat along that line as much as possible uh you know your go food your glow food it's good food <laughs> it's really good and i'm not saying you should get up and throw away everything else especially in one go you know you may love your red meat and your snacks you know take your time disclaimer i'm not a health coach i'm not a doctor i'm not a dietitian neither am i a nutritionist i'm just a servant of the most high jehovah god (laughs) Uh, uh, through his son jesus christ and i'm here just sharing with you guys so you know this food thing it may not be accepted by everyone but who should hear it will receive it personally i received uh this in my encounter so i'm sharing uh listen i will go so boom shell on a bun and cheese and drink some juice and automatically must start you know give off this self-conscious vibe like me i wonder if my belly look big me i think more oh me so come me more shape bad and you know me, me feel a gap physically but it not do nothing for my body where my body i got happy about you know me i'll start feel sleepy me feel like you know I don't know, like me and say, why me never eat something sensible and sturdy, like some fruits, cabbage and some ground food. I mean, when me eat stuff like that, I feel good in myself. I feel upbeat and strong and nice in myself. Like, I want to take on the day and I feel like I just love myself just by eating that. You understand? And I promise this isn't a fitness ad. <laughs> no, man, I the truth me I talk. I know I only truth we talk over here. Yeah, man, I know. I don't know if I try it. Even Daniel in the Bible, when he fasted for 21 days, you know, he only ate good, good food like fruits, vegetables, natural, um, natural, unprocessed stuff, you know. See it there? I don't know if I try it. Seemingly, it pleases the Lord and it pleases your body. <laughs> so, you guys should be careful uh, and really look into what you're putting into your lovely bodies. All right, so now we go into number three. Number three is fasting. So we just spoke about what you should eat. Now we're going to talk about not eating. (laughs) So you don't have to be a Christian to fast. And you don't have to fast 365 days or 40 days like Jesus did. You can fast for a day, days, make sure it's manageable. Don't kill off yourself. The more you do it, your body gets the hang of it. Fasting is really, 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 really good. Uh, There's something supernatural about fasting. So look at it like this. You're giving up physical food, but you're being fed spiritual food. Food that endures. I know, right? Yo! (laughs) So your physical being is being deprived of something it needs, but your spiritual man gains something it needs. Pretty cool, huh? (laughs) So physically, you ain't eating, but spiritually, you're having a whole feast, man. It's awesome. It's something y'all should experience. It births some really great things in you. One of them is patience. So say you your your fast starts at maybe 6 a.m. and would end 6 p.m. And 
you know, the first time you're fasting, you'd be checking your watch, your phone, whatever, trying to peep the time, like we're 6 p.m. at. <laughs> but after a while of doing this thing, you develop this patience, you you feel lighter and kind of tap into the experience itself as opposed to being focused on the end of it. So after a while, you not even realize 6 p.m. gone. You're so soaked and you're so deep in it. Uh, it also it's it is also said that fasting has health benefits physically. If you want to lose weight, really good for that and other things I can't remember right now. Uh, let me also say starving yourself is not fasting. Yeah, I'm sorry I had to say it. When you're fasting, you maintain a certain posture, a posture of humility, a posture of love, kindness, patience, reading your Bible, and a posture of prayer. So not eating and just carrying out your regular duties and being a mess isn't fasting. If you missed breakfast and lunch because you were busy, you weren't fasting. Good, good. Great. On to number four, prayer. Prayer. That's number four. So let's talk prayer. Praying is one of the things that definitely aids in a spiritual detox. Can't leave out prayer. Why? Prayer is a privilege given to us. We access divinity. We speak to God whenever, wherever, how long we want. And that's a privilege right there. Prayer is that freedom given to us. So why not take advantage of it? Why not? I mean, people think prayer is this big speech made up of big words. You have to go down on your knees or you have to be in a quiet place. Well, it ain't so. Praying can indeed take place in your mind, under your breath, a whisper, on the bus, at work. Prayer is a conversation. There's no standard way to talk to God. So connecting to God through prayer is key when embarking on a spiritual detox. He's the creator. He's the great source. How can you detox the spirit he gave you and not involve him? It's so crazy, right? Yeah. So definitely we should be connecting with God. How often? All the time. The word of God says we should pray without ceasing. Cease means to end or stop. So we got to pray without stopping. And that don't mean say, you're going to be like, all day every day without a break what it means is to reference a uh, reverence uh, god in our hearts and our minds with every breath in every circumstance we should be communicating with god for example you're in traffic going to work you're like god you know See that I'm late. I said, you know, just cover me on the way to work. Can you see this traffic? You talk to God. Because praying is talk- talking to God. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I was joking. <coughs> but I'm still joking. <coughs> okay, somebody called ambulance. <laughs> okay, I'm better now. <laughs> I'm better now. I promise. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, you're in traffic, you're talking to God. Uh, you get to work, you're at your desk, someone pisses you off, you talk to God. God, you see, I'm going to knock her out, but I need your grace. I need, you know, you're talking to your father, conversing with God. That's praying. Um, if you go throughout your 24 hours and not talk to God, that's, I don't even know what that is. You're a brave soul, that's all I can say. But, But don't worry too much about it. Don't worry about it, just change it. That's it. Don't worry about it. Just change it. 
So uh, we looked at social media. Let's do a quick recap. We looked at social media balance, uh, which was number one, food intake, which was number two, fasting, which was number three, praying, which was number four. And now my purpose posse, we're at number five, which is reading the Bible. Like I said, these steps aren't only for born again Christians, but they can can and should be applied uh, by everyone. Listen, whether you're a Christian or not, you should take time out to be reading your Bible. Listen, there's so much knowledge and guidance in the Bible. So much in that holy book that you can can and should apply to your lives. Most, if not all of our problems, uh, we can look in the Bible and we can find stuff that you know speaks to our problems or struggles that we face here on earth there's something in the bible that can speak to it a further to what i said at number four where we spoke about prayer being a conversation one of the uh ways in which god communicates uh, to us god speaks to us um is through his word I've had experiences where I've prayed to God concerning a matter and he didn't just answer boom right away with a voice coming from the sky. It was either me going through the Bible one day reading and just stumbling upon a verse or chapter that just stands out more than it ever did or maybe a verse I've never ever seen before and it feels and looks so personal like it's talking to me. It's talking to Kadia, giving me guidance or solution to whatever problem I was faced with in that moment and I'm like whoa. So I hope I made sense just now. Reading the Bible feeds and it strengthens your spiritual being, the divine part of you. Uh, The word of God says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And that was the King James Version. The Amplified Version says all scripture is God breathed, meaning given by divine inspiration. Remember earlier we spoke about the breath of God being breathed into us and it is what we call our spirit and how it connects us to God and everyone and everything around us. Yeah, so the divine words of the Bible will penetrate and nurture and guide us. It's the God breathed word speaking to the god breathed breath in us (laughs) it's there to take care of us yep that's it so read the word of god uh now we're gonna look at number six i really hope i'm not going too fast uh we're looking at number six and this is one of my favorites i'm sorry this is one of my favorites i'm getting all excited over here this is one of my favorites number six And number six is meditation slash quiet time. Yo, this is honestly one of my faves. I think think meditation slash quiet time plays an integral role in a spiritual detox. I mean, in this place of meditation, there's so much that can happen. In this quiet, still time, for me personally there's always an encounter it's a revelatory moment it's a convicting moment it's a correcting moment i hear i see i understand i accept i let go i realize i let listen i would suggest having a book and pen beside you so when you're through with your quiet time you can just jot down all that you are experienced in that moment of meditation don't be afraid to journal Also, who knows? You may see or hear something and people will probably think you're crazy if you share it. So just go on with your own. (laughs) 
go and pray and let God guide you into truth and tell you who and when in terms of who to share it with and when to share it with them. So go and journal. So I know when I say meditation, it can bring one to the image we see uh, on TV with the persons sitting upright with their legs crossed and they do this hum thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do it like that because one, what am I meditating on? I'm meditating on the word of God, right? His promises, his will, etc. The focus is him. Now, I do find a quiet spot or y'all can designate an area to meditation. So I do sit upright with my back being supported by something. But no, I don't cross my legs and I don't do the hum. <laughs> uh, ensure you're comfortable. And it's quiet, really good, especially after you've been praying and reading the word of God. So after doing all that, you can try sitting still. Uh, some people lay on their back, I think, but that's too risky because homegirl gonna wake up in an hour wondering what happened. <laughs> my eyes have no chill. So I sit, I don't lay down. I sit, I close my eyes and I try to still myself physically. Uh, there will be a million thoughts and stuff running through your head. You don't just sit and be still and you're still automatically. So it takes time. And, you know, after doing it over and over, you'll get used to it. I think on scriptures. I think on my creator and all. And I believe it's really when the presence of God shows up that my soul and my spirit is stilled. And that's when something beautiful begins to happen. Uh, solutions for my every problem. Light being shined on my secret sins. Comfort being given for the pain I have. And lyrics being downloaded for the songs I'll sing. I mean... When I just started meditating, I just couldn't sit there or be there for over five minutes. <laughs> it's like me get, me get so restless and annoyed and my head just noisy and my body just want to move and I want to check my phone. And you know, that indicated to me, um, purpose passes that the state of my soul, I mean, was a mess. There's a scripture in Psalms where David says his soul, uh, is disquieted in him uh, what does disquiet as a verb mean it means make someone worried or uneasy unsettled disturbed agitated and that was the condition of my soul I was unsettled internally and that will flow over into my external and it will flow over into your external if it is not addressed or fixed uh, the world around you will be noisy so yeah y'all go into meditation and have quiet time with God it is a part of a spiritual detox. Uh, number seven is your circle. Yeah, mm -hmm. your circle. So your circle has a lot to do with your spiritual detox. Why? Guess why? You see your circle, your friends, your family, whoever, they can affect your life, your decisions, how you carry yourself. Example. A woman is being cheated on. She goes to her friend to complain about it. And uh, the advice she's given is to bone back the boy. Yeah. Take five man pan him. Yeah. You weren't really meds in that. But now your friend mentioned it. Seems like a pretty good idea, huh? And even if you don't do it, that friend inspired that thought. Or that friend planted that seed in your mind. So you may or may not take up that advice. Uh, now but you may take it up in the future who knows so your circle inspires you they can inspire you to do good or to do bad so circle after edit now editing your circle is basically 
you compartmentalizing people, putting people where they belong and are mm, dashing away some people. I'm sorry, I didn't want to say it like that, but I just had to say it. <laughs> Editing your circle can look like a lot of things, changing your number and strategically deciding who you want to give the new one to. That's fine too. It can be unapologetically cutting off people. People who drain you, stifle you, whether emotionally, financially, spiritually, mentally, creatively, intellectually, listen, every alley. Those are not people you want to keep around. Jehovah God will give you direction and reveal to you who is who, who you need to let go. He's going to show you people. Just ensure you accept what he shows you and do 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 when he does. Your eyes will see and I ain't just talking about those two eyes under your forehead. <laughs> and you'll be shook. Your eyes will behold the truth and you'll be shook. But guess what? But guess what? So something I learned uh, last year. The truth is right there inside of you. And even after you see it, hear it and feel it, it's up to you if you're going to accept it. You know? For me, knowledge is in power. Knowledge is in power. The real power is applying the knowledge received. So I applied knowledge. And it made a difference. But when I didn't apply the knowledge, things were still the same. So then that shows me that unapplied knowledge is still ignorance. Or, or something worse than that, guys. <laughs> yeah, so... How are we going to know better and not do better? People in your circle who always come around you with an off energy, always talking crap about other people, always running mean jokes about you, jokes they know you don't like, or jokes about parts of your life that are sacred and sensitive to you. Listen, if you don't cut them off, let me know, scissors. <laughs> Put them in your outer, outer, outer circle in. Your choice. If they're projecting this energy that you don't like and it affects you and your air, your atmosphere, listen, they got to go. And, you know, you just pray for them that they'll come to that place, that uh, that place that will cause them to see what's wrong with what they're doing and sort it out. Pray for them. Yeah, man. So uh, we're at the last one. We are at the big number eight. Yeah, we're at episode eight. So I gave y'all eight <laughs> and I hope y'all ate. <laughs> All right, that never funny. So <laughs> let's see if y'all remember where we're coming from. So number one was social media. Uh, number two was food intake. Number three was fasting. Number four was praying. Number five was reading the Bible. Number six was meditating slash quiet time. Number seven was editing your circle. And now, drum roll. Number eight is sharing your sexual slash intimate energy and space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... It's a bit similar to what we spoke about, or maybe the same thing we spoke about in episode seven. You got to be careful about who you share your intimate sexual energy or space with. Remember us talking about sex being more than a physical thing. Yeah, the physical is the tangible worldly part of us, but the spiritual is the intangible inner unworldly part of us. And when we have sex, uh, we get connected uh, not only physically but spiritually 
and in that experience the spirit can get tainted so go check out episode seven if you haven't as yet so we got to be careful who we share or intimate sexual energy in spaces with of course i believe and i promote persons having sex only in a man and woman marriage now not everyone is doing that of course which uh leads me to say uh like i always say sex ain't the bad thing we just misuse it for the persons who don't live according to to the belief i live by or the guideline uh this part is mainly for you be safe out there i mean be careful because every time you connect with someone sexually or on a deep intimate level your spirit and your souls get involved and you don't know what kind of crosses you are pick up because the person used to sleep with that person who used to sleep with that person who was with that person and that person and them still asleep with this person and this long embassy line of crosses and baggage you go collect you know and you not even know mm-hmm. walking around wondering why you act like 20 different persons in one body why are you feeling how you feel? Why are you struggling so much? These can be spiritual implications of it all. So ensure when you're doing a spiritual detox, you rid yourself of these connections if you're already in a bad spot. If you're in a good place, maintain that and please be careful. Like I said, believe sexual space and energy should be shared only between a husband and wife but for the persons who don't believe that and you know y'all believe uh, i can have sex with anyone i want once i'm once i'm feeling them um they can have my body and they can have pieces of my spirit and they can tie our souls together like shoelaces oh, I, I i can just give the word me kadia can can just give the word and the truth will be revealed to you in due time i pray to god now like my friend asked what if I've been sexually involved with people and I want to start I want to start myself out. I want to start over. I want to save any soul tie there is. Now I believe in deliverance. There are spiritual leaders who are called to that ministry and they can definitely lead you through a process of deliverance. They can assist you. If you don't have a spiritual leader or you're wondering, why can't I do it on my own? I didn't say that you can't. I believe once you are willing to receive that ease, that cleanse, you know, God can, <clears throat> God can and will show up. However, deliverance can get a bit active like an extreme sport. So you may need support, not just physical support, but spiritual support throughout a process of deliverance. But you, you can repent, denounce. That's uh, where you declare uh, what you did and expose what you did and that it was wrong. And you renounce which is officially abandoning or rejecting, you know, a possession of some kind. So that's how we treat soul ties. We don't play with soul ties. So uh, what I'd suggest is making a list of the persons you've been sexually involved with. If it's more than one person, if it's a case where you can't remember everyone, ask God to add them to the list for you. He knows all things. Also, personally, I add persons who have maybe stimulated me emotionally without sexual activity. I believe I can form a soul tie with you, a spiritual attachment, even if we haven't, like, you know, did the thing. But, you know, I think we can get connected through emotional stimulation. Uh, then pray to God about the list. Call each name. Break that soul tie in the name of Jesus Christ. So, for example, you know, like you'd say, 
like you've been involved with me you put Kadia Thomas you know I break uh this any soul tie formed between Kadia Thomas and I in the name of Jesus Christ and you know I just go through it believing that these soul ties are broken broken on both ends uh I will not be dreaming about you anymore after we split over two years you will not be dreaming about me I will not be strangely missing you after finding myself in a new and healthy relationship we will not be stalking each other's social media so you know go into some serious prayer around that list to go as far as to ask god listen i want a physical manifestation or evidence of my deliverance evidence that these soul ties are broken and i don't want to go too deep into that aspect of it so you know let me stop here because that can be a bit scary so like i said you can seek assistance from your spiritual leaders and if you don't have those reach out to me i can put you on to leaders who can truly assist you through deliverance uh through a spiritual detox wow guys we have come to the end of another episode episode eight and i'm so happy y'all stuck it out with me we're really going out of talking on the episode here yeah this is the longest episode uh don't worry we gonna turn things up a notch in season two i'm warming up so guys thank you again for listening to diary of a god black woman podcast i am so grateful that you guys are a part of my family a part of the purpose posse go ahead and share this episode or your favorite episode with someone anyone everyone bless someone you know as we as we as we we get we should give and as we learn we should teach and that's a good feeling in life serving others giving to others uh by the way reach out to me on instagram at candy purpose music and let me know which episode is your favorite episode so far also if you have anything to add to this list for a spiritual detox let me know or if you were unclear on any of the points i shared let me know if you have been doing all these let me know if it's been working for you or what you've been struggling with let's share let's talk let's encourage each other stay blessed guys love you all Mwah.